Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, it's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. What does fighting back look like if we have four years of Joe Biden? Do we hit them like they hit us? Should we? Plus more lockdown madness and Christmas lights. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. How should you conduct yourself for four years? If Joe Biden is sworn in, how should you personally conduct yourself for four years? And let, let's get right down to it. If we have to ask uncomfortable questions, should you follow the law? As a general concept, should you follow the law? I'm assuming 100% of the people watching right now are going, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. 
I know how many watch with your kids. I love that. It's cool. Well, you make sure you follow the law. Johnny, always, always follow the law. Well, you have to follow the law. Follow the law. Follow the law. Well, should we bind ourselves to that way of thinking? Is following the law really what we want, or do we want to do the right thing? I would think in general, most people, especially on the right, want to do right. Now, obviously, we do wrong a lot. I do wrong. That's all I do. But we want to do right. That's the end goal, isn't it? What do we start to do? What do we have an obligation to do if the law, if the rules become wrong? If following the law, if following the rules means doing the wrong thing, what should we do? What should we do? And look, don't just, don't, don't gloss over this. I'm telling you right now, with the left controlling the culture and cinching down said control, no matter how you feel about breaking the rules, breaking the law, we are rapidly approaching a time where you are going to have to become a rule breaker if you would like to do the right thing. You are. You are either going to bow down and go along with the left, or you're going to have to become more comfortable breaking the rules. And look, I'm not pointing fingers. I don't know how far I'm willing to take that. I'm naturally a rule breaker anyway, so some of that I'm uncomfortable with. Some of that I'm more than comfortable with. Some of that I'm excited about. It's fine with me. But even then, even I, you know, moralist, soulless me, even I have limits for things I don't want or things that start getting too uncomfortable. Let's be honest. The left now controls, as you well know, we talk about it all the time. They educate your children. They show you your movies. They show you your TV shows. They play you your music. They control the entire federal bureaucracy. And not only do they control the entire federal bureaucracy, They actively use their power against you. Remember, there's no such thing as passive leftism. Leftism is not a political ideology. It is a religion of domination. And if you think about it like that, you will understand. It would never occur to a leftist to look at something and not go there. Of course they're going to use their power. That's what they do. So they control all these things. They control the entire Democratic Party. They control, I would argue, more than half of the Republican Party even if the Republican Party doesn't realize it, they do. And they're cinching down this control. It's getting worse and worse and worse. They control law enforcement arms. Obviously not all of them. It was the FBI who wiretapped Donald Trump. It was the FBI who knowingly used bunk information to wiretap Donald Trump. Our idiot FBI director, at a time when Chinese spies are all across the United States of America, were busting new ones all the time, went before Congress and said, white supremacy is the biggest domestic threat? What? What? Have you ever even met a white supremacist? I haven't, and I'm white. So if the system is circling around you and cinching down its power, what should you do about it? What are you comfortable doing about it? I saw this video I'm about to show you. And full disclosure, try to give you honesty every chance I can every chance I get on the show. I looked at it and thought to myself, ooh, well, no, that's not right. Well, maybe. That's what I thought. Here's a little video. Armed protesters surrounding the home, the home 
of Michigan's Secretary of State. Secretary of State's House and uh, the steel. Stop 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 the steel. You're a threat to democracy. You're a threat to free and honest elections. How do you feel about it? I understand that was not visually the most appealing thing ever, and audio-wise, that was tough to listen to, but how do you feel about the concept of, armed or not, being at somebody's home? Part of me thinks, leave them alone at their home. The other part of me looks, and I remember four years, four years of violence against Trump supporters. You know, I realize we're never going to get the media to talk about this. Remember, we have Trump supporters dead who were alive four years ago and dead for political reasons. Leftists have murdered Trump supporters four years, assaulted, murdered, attempted to murder. Four years of it. Four years of Democrat activists surrounding politicians Four years of Democrat activists surrounding people's homes, at their homes. Mitch McConnell, Tucker Carlson, more than I can possibly name, at their homes. In four years of people on the right saying, you better back off, don't do this, this is a bridge too far, stop it. And they not only did they not back off, they ramped it all up leading up to the election and the entire American press did not utter a word condemning being at somebody's home. Well, I'm not saying we have to do all the things they do. I don't want to be a degenerate. At the same time, how do we get them to stop that conduct? Being the bigger person has not worked. They're getting more radical and more violent by the day. Are you still prepared to sit back and, well, I mean, let's just, uh, I want to I do the right thing. Or are you prepared to make them eat it a little and see how it tastes? As you can tell, my blood pressure is rising, and I think maybe I'm okay with this. I, rem- I remember Sarah Huckabee Sanders trying to have dinner with her family and getting run out of the restaurant. I remember, and I will not forget their conduct during four years. I will not. And I will not fall for this gigantic scam you see now out of Joe Biden and the entire American media Democrat complex saying this is a time for healing. Well, this is a time. Let's heal and come together. No, no, no. No, no, no. There was no healing until your guy got in charge. None. There was resist. There was violence. There was murder. There was assault. There was kicking in people's doors at their homes. I remember. I will not forget. And I don't think, I don't think they deserve four years of peace. I don't think, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I don't. 
Are you ever going to find me standing out in front of somebody's home yelling? No, that's just not me. You're not going to find me personally doing that. So I'm never going to point my finger and say, hey, run over to that guy's house. If I'm not willing to do it, I'm not going to tell you to do it. You're not going to find me doing that. But are you going to find me crying in my Cheerios over videos like that? I don't think you're going to find me doing that either. This is the bed you've made. This is how things are now. Oh, you don't like it that there are people saying the election wasn't legitimate? I remember Russian collusion. I remember four years of Russian president, Putin's puppet. I remember it. I remember the entire American media and the entire Democratic Party pushing that. Russia decided the election. Russia changing votes. Russia hacked things. I remember that. So don't you think for a second you're going to get me to feel bad for you over people claiming Joe Biden is an illegitimate Chinese spy. I think it's hilarious. I think you get exactly what you deserve. Jim Clyburn talking about insurrection. And I never thought I would see the day that duly elected people will uh, be so shallow uh, in their thinking uh, to try and overturn an election. You're talking about a difference of 7 million votes. Any place else in the world, that would be recognized as a landslide victory uh, for whoever got the votes. Uh, and for them to fly in the face of that, uh, they're really trying, in, trying to invite insurrection. Mm. Yeah. They can't believe people would challenge an election say it wasn't legitimate that's weird that that jim clyburn sure seemed to be all about russian collusion for four years which turned out to be false you see you're gonna have to prepare yourself because your entire future is this now every republican win will be illegitimate every democrat win will be the sacred cleanest most fair election in history people aren't stupid the system itself the entire system i talk about the system all the time the entire system is geared towards electing democrats crushing republicans pushing the left and destroying the right the entire system is and you're gonna have to be figure out what you're comfortable with you're gonna have to figure out if you want to make them eat it representative ken buck of colorado we've had him on the show before sounds like he wants to make him eat it Quote, I write to request the Department of Justice appoint a special counsel to investigate Mr. Hunter Biden's conduct and the contents of his laptop that is currently in the Federal Bureau of Investigation's possession. This investigation is critical to defending the integrity of our republic and ensuring a potential Biden administration will not be the subject of undue foreign interference. Americans have the right to know whether Mr. Biden's reported ties to foreign governments will make him the subject of blackmail attempts or other nefarious efforts to undermine U.S. national security or otherwise improperly influence American foreign policy. Why don't we have an investigation? I think we need a special prosecutor. I think that that special prosecutor needs to have a team of over a dozen, just like Mueller did. I think they need a $40 million budget. I think they need to absolutely tear every single part of Joe Biden's campaign to pieces. Once they do that, I think they need to find people who worked for Joe Biden and prosecute them for process crimes and throw them in prison. And then once we've reached that level of 
fair? Because that's what Trump went through. Once we reach that level of fair, then we'll start talking about peace. I'm not ready for peace yet. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, natural medicines, holistic healing approaches. These things are known to help alleviate things like joint pain, sleeplessness, anxiety. Anxiety is one of those things out there seems to be plaguing everybody these days. I choose CBD. And I also realize it's easy to say things like I choose CBD. Well, which CBD? It's available everywhere. Everyone's advertising this stuff now. I I live in Texas. You can't walk five feet without running into a CBD shop. It's not all the same. It's not all the same. There are drastic differences in the level of quality. Doctors Trusted CBD Company researched all the industry to find only the best. That's why they teamed up with B-Best Organics, USDA Certified Organic, Made in America. That's the kind of stuff you find at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com, use the promo code JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. 10% off, tough to beat that. Good Christmas present, I should point out. Great for stocking stuffers. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. We'll be back. We have good news. Aren't you ready for some good news? There's been enough bad news out there. We have good news going on. You see, there is a breaking point to everybody. To everybody. As you well know, when the coronavirus stuff came out, I was anti-lockdown. Big time. And I will tell you, that's as disappointed in Americans as I've ever been. I could not believe people willingly just went home because their government told them to, shut down their business because their government told them to. I couldn't believe we had become so whipped, everybody just did what they were told. I, I, I hated it. And I saw a lot of people who started to come along with that way of thinking, getting mad at their fellow Americans, saying, why did you do something, do something? And what I've tried to explain is, yes, I'm disappointed too, Everybody has a breaking point. People will only take so much, and then they won't take it anymore. And the stuff I'm starting to see now, this stuff is awesome. This stuff is awesome. This is the Orange County Sheriff. It's been a, it's been a long year for everybody. We know that. It's been very impactful upon all the businesses and residents of Orange County and California. But I just don't think that it's something that falls in line with a law enforcement priority. We have many other responsibilities that we're dealing with. Many responsibilities really aren't ours that we're dealing with. Homelessness, mental illness, substance use disorder, to lay on, lay on this one more additional uh, expectation, I think is uh, not only fair or unfair to law enforcement, to the residents of Orange County, but it's just unfair overall. I don't think it stands uh, the constitutional test. How about that? More of that. Law enforcement, all of you, sheriffs, cops, go and do likewise. Without you as the enforcement arm, these politicians can't do any more of this garbage. We even have hardcore leftists. I never disagree with this guy, Michael Rappaport, out there riffing on it. Yo, look at this. The Melrose Fairfax Farmers Market is popping. And I have no problem with all these people making their money and making a living. But how the f is this okay? But right across the street, 
All the cafes, all the restaurants are shut down. Look at this Get your money. But who's making the decisions here? Garcetti, you Gavin Newsom with the good hair. You look, they got the music playing and all this This don't make any sense. This don't make any sense. This is why are pissed off and protesting. Special shout out to our production staff who had to work overtime with the beeps to bring you that little video, but he's right. He's right. It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. And I love it. I love it that people haven't taken anymore. Now, that was the good news. Here's some bad news, but I have some good news following it up. I'm about to play you a video. You're going to see some lady who has lost her mind, absolutely lost her mind. And as you watch this video, I thought about playing it twice for you, but I decided you can only take so much punishment. As you watch this lady, I want you to understand, this is a school teacher. This lady, people like her, educate your kids in government schools. Watch and learn. having a tough time tough time these people educate your kids get your kids out of government schools if it's at all humanly possible please hear me now i know you may think oh, i'm in i'm in the suburbs of texas we're fine no no these insane people are teaching your kids across the country and they're teaching your kids to be good little anti-American sheep. Get your kids out of government schools. We'll talk to Inez Stepman about that in just a second. First, home title lock. Home title theft, I, it's something I didn't even know existed until I pull out my phone one day and I look at my email and what I'm staring at, it, it took me a minute to even figure out what I'm looking at. I'm looking at my home title, my own home title, with my signature on it and my wife's signature on it, it looks like, what? I, what? Yeah. Hacked in, less than 10 minutes, stole my home title, forged the signatures on it, and then it's time to get a loan. They take it right to a lending institution who thinks it's real. They take a loan out against your home and they take off and you don't even know about it until you start getting late notices in the mail and you have to pay that loan back. You do. It's getting people evicted. Protect yourself. Go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. 
for 30 free days of protection. That's all. Joining me now, senior policy analyst for the Independent Women's Forum, Inez Stepman. Inez, we have this video out of people protesting, uh, stop the steal thing, it doesn't matter what they were protesting, but protesting in front of Michigan's Secretary of State's home. I see it immediately, and I'm not, I'm not thrilled about protesting in front of people's homes. But then again, we warned the left for four years, stop invading people's homes, protesting their homes, kicking in the door. What are we supposed to feel about how we're supposed to resist for the next four years? What are you comfortable with? Um, like you said, I'm not comfortable with, with picketing people's homes. I think it's inappropriate. I thought it was inappropriate when it was done to us. That being said, I mean, there was something satisfying, for example, about uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler out in Portland being uh, picketed in his apartment building night after night by Antifa. He's, you know, fairly far left guy um, and had supported the protest. So it was satisfying. It can be satisfying in certain instances to see people receive the consequences for their actions. Um, but nevertheless, I don't think it's like good for democracy that, that we pick at people's private homes or chase people out of restaurants. Um, but, uh, you know, them's the rules of the game, I guess, now. I, I continue to think it's a bad idea, but uh, it seems like the left has written the rules here. See, I agree with you there. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's bad for the country. I don't look at it and cheer and think, woohoo, that's just the greatest thing ever. I don't. However, I also think it's a mistake for the right to be polite if we're going to be abused. I, I, I don't think that that's a solution either. You can dislike the fight we're supposed to have, but still have it. I'm just trying to work out what sh we should be encouraging and what we should be discouraging. Well, to be honest, I, I don't think this is a good example of, of um, you know, sort of taking the fight to the left because I think it's ineffective, right? Um, I, nothing hardens people's resolve, by the way, but than this kind of behavior. And we saw that with the right when the left was doing it to us, right? So um, I don't think it's a particularly effective tactic. And for that reason, I, I don't think it's worth sort of thinking about. But if, if we wanted to mount a more effective hashtag resistance, um, I, I think one of the things we should do is wield the power in the state legislatures that Republicans have gotten. Of course, that would require uh, Republicans with some kind of spine. Um, but nevertheless, we have an enormous mm -hmm. opportunity, for example, in education. Republican um, you know, legislatures and governors across the country could be passing broad-based school choice to give parents actually options when schools continue to be closed. And in a lot of counties and cities, they're saying that schools will continue to be a not full-time instruction all the way to the end of the year and possibly um, you know, into the, the next uh, the next school year. That's long past, for example, the teachers, um, uh, when the teachers will be able to be vaccinated. So um, I, I think what we could effectively push back, we could get a, a real policy agenda that, that does actually hit the left where it hurts and where their dominance in, in cultural institutions on the state level. Um, and that would be, I think, more effective than picking picketing people's homes. And as walk me through the mind of a leftist when it comes to things like schools. I saw the Chicago Teachers Union is, of course, all about staying out of schools. All the hardcore leftist teachers unions are against that. People know kids are at virtually zero risk for this whole thing. And most of the young teachers are at no risk either. And yet the schools, especially the leftist ones, are anti, anti going back. Knowing that it hurts their enrollment, thus hurting them, why push so hard? 
Um, well, it, it, see, that's the thing. It doesn't really hurt their financial bottom line, and that's why we're seeing it done, right? Um, if there was actually a financial consequence, if the taxpayers were not required to keep sending the checks to close schools, we wouldn't see this kind of incident uh, where we have had uh, union-organized sick outs in, in districts across the country that are trying to reopen. In some districts, Ironically, um, districts are frantically hiring parents as substitute teachers um, to try to replace some of these sick out teachers. Um, and and but yet our policy says that we can't give that same parent who now is being given tasked with with an entire classroom of children. We can't give that same parent um, some of the, the money that all of us as taxpayers invest in their children's education and allow them to either take their kids to a private school that is open um, or to build a, a pandemic pod um, to bring in tutors to band together with some of their neighbors and create a micro school. We can't trust that parent to do that, but we can trust them to be hired as a last minute substitute teacher because the teachers unions refuse to, to go to work um, in reopening schools, right? This is this is nuts. Um, and, and to your point about the relative risks, I know you and I differ on, on how serious I think this pandemic is, um, but you're right. The science here shows that, that younger children especially are not at risk. The primary, um, you know, people who are at risk within opening the school system would be especially older teachers. Unfortunately, we have a lot of those. Um, and so about a third of our teaching core would be considered a high risk um, for, for COVID. But I, I've been on on the advocacy train all the way since back in, in April or March, I mean, March or April, May, that like time period. Um, that teachers should be at the beginning of the queue for the vaccine right behind healthcare workers and the most vulnerable elderly populations. That being said, if they're not going to open, they shouldn't be at the front of the line for the vaccine, right? Um, th th those things are, are intimately linked. But but yes, we, we have made decisions as a society. We have kept certain things open. We've kept liquor stores open, right? Um, we've kept various other things open that are primarily for the benefit of adults. And we haven't opened schools, even though the science says that actually reopening schools is among the lowest risk um, reopening activities that a state can do. So this is clearly about the power of the teachers unions and not about science. It's not about the virus. It's not about public health. It's about the power of the teachers unions. And as you know, more than anyone else I've ever, I've ever talked to about this subject, about education, can you explain to me, give me a, a education 101. How did we allow teachers unions to have this kind of power? It is a shocking amount of power. They have the funds. They have the juice. They seem to get what they want so much. How did that happen? Who is responsible for that? Well, it's it's been the state of affairs for a long time, but I think it was kind of under the surface. So unless you were working in the education field or a teacher yourself or um you know, somehow interacting with state legislation, you, you didn't, you weren't aware of the incredible political power of the teachers unions, but they are massive players, especially on the state level, on the national level as well. They donate huge bucks, mostly to Democrats, but also in some red states to squishy Republicans. Um, and they are, they're a political machine. Um, and, and their primary purpose is, as we've seen very, very clearly during this pandemic, um, is, is the benefits of the adults that work within the education system. Our education system is not set up for the benefit of the children whom they're supposedly educating. It is set up set up to benefit the adults that are working in that system. And in fact, a prior teachers union head, national teachers union head was caught on camera at a convention saying exactly that to his members. He said, I'll represent kids when kids start paying dues, right? That is what this is about. And I think what's really happened here is, is the veil has been lifted for a lot of Americans who weren't 
previously aware and kind of bought the the, the platitudes that teachers unions often uh, put out into the world about how this is all about the kids and our schools are underfunded. Neither of those things are true. If it were about the kids, schools would be reopened a long time ago. And if, if it were about the funds, um, private schools are now, op which are opening for the most part, private schools actually, the average tuition in America is now lower than the average per pupil expenditure in public schools. So public school is actually more expensive on average than private school, and yet they are not able to reopen and they're not able to deliver the same kind of instruction, and that comes down to the power of the teachers' unions. And as, explain to me exactly why... We have private schools, we have private Christian schools, we have charter schools, we have so many options for parents. With all the information that's out there, and I obviously understand some parents are in a bind, I, I get that, I'm certainly not judging anybody, I'd be the last one qualified to do so. Why would you ever willingly pick a public school if you had options? Now, I think back to Antifa and Black Lives Matter and that disgusting degeneracy and how popular it was across the country are parents waking up to the, to the fact their kids are getting educated to hate their own country? Um, I think they really are. And I think, again, having virtual school, as, uh, even though virtual school has not worked well for the majority of families, it has done one thing, which is put lessons in people's living rooms. And for the first time, a lot of parents have heard what their kids are learning, for example, about critical race theory, about Black Lives Matter, um, about you know American history, uh, Christopher Columbus, all of, all of these subjects. Um, for the first time, they're really hearing what kids are learning. And, and there have been, I think, a lot of, of uh, shocks for plenty of families in terms of, of what the curriculum actually looks like, who maybe, you know, themselves went through public school like me, um, you know, 20, 30 years ago uh, or, or longer ago, um, and, and kind of thought that it was an extension of their own experience, maybe a little different here or there. I think they're getting a hard awakening there. And we are seeing um, both homeschooling rates and support for homeschooling rising during this period. Um, and a lot of families are going, not all of them are going to stay um, when schools reopen. They're not all going to, to stay homeschooling families, but some of them are. Um, I have I have a good friend, for example, uh, who works with me at IWF, who has discovered during this period that um, her, her one of her kids who had had uh, a lot of academic problems um, and social problems in school uh, suddenly is doing amazingly better than she ever thought was possible because she has begun homeschooling him, right? So um, I think there are a lot of families that are making those kinds of discoveries. Again, we are we have a huge opportunity to connect these two topics about the resistance of the right, right? Um, and, and education, we have a bigger opportunity than we ever have in terms of, of education in this country. Parents are desperate for options right now. Um, they, they would be extremely, I think, grateful for any help, any policy help that Republicans elected in state legislatures um, could give them, for example, a portion of those funds that are now going to schools that are sitting closed to be redirected to families, to be able to find alternative arrangements for their children so that it's not just a small percentage of people, it's not just the wealthy or the, the people who are willing to, um, you know, have somebody stay home, for example, um, and sacrifice a second income, not just that portion of the, the population, but that every family should have access to these funds, which by the way, they are paying for, we are all paying for. It's part of the answer to your question. A lot of our tax dollars are going into this extremely expensive system that could otherwise be applied. If families were keeping more of their own money, maybe more of them would be able to afford private school or to afford tutoring. But because we're pay paying in this massive amount of money into the public education system, I think it's incumbent on Republicans and conservatives to push back and reallocate those monies back to families so that they can actually find effective education for their kids that is not indoctrinating them, as you say, to hate America, which I don't think is an overstatement. And as Stepman, thank you, ma'am. That was awesome.
All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, founder of the TatumReport.com and former police officer Brandon Tatum. Brandon, if this is the end of the Donald Trump presidency, which we don't know yet, we're obviously hoping for the best, we'll see what happens, but if it is the end, where does the Trump movement go? Now, I don't think we're all going to just dissolve into dust like Thanos snapped his fingers, but movements only stay movements with leadership. Who leads it if Trump's gone? Or is it still Trump? Yeah, I think it's going to still be Trump. I mean, Trump, he's showing no signs of uh, retreat at this point. Uh, he's going on TV. He's strong as a leader. And I think that if somehow uh, the, fall, the stars fall from the sky and Sleepy Joe, who's half got one foot in the grave, um, if he happened to be the president of the United States of America, I think that Trump will mobilize. Trump will continue uh, to speak up for the American people. And I think he will give guidance as a leader and not just a, a person who's a politician. And I'm hoping that people like Ted Cruz, and I, I've been pretty impressed with Ted Cruz as of late, but I'm hoping that people like Ted Cruz and other Republicans who are strong will, bend, will begin to stand up in a political sense and, and lead the charge politically for America. Brandon, this Trump people versus the GOP rift has always been there. In my opinion, it's just been un right underneath the surface for about four years. The establishment GOP, you know, the RNC, all these guys versus Trump people. Has Trump filled that place with his people or is there still this big division between, you know, Trump's base and D.C.? Yeah, I think there's a there's still a significant division. I mean, you can see some of the what we call rhinos and Republicans who are feckless, and they do nothing. They talk, they talk, they <laughs> talk, they ride the train of Trump, Donald Trump until the train doesn't benefit them, and all of a sudden now they want to concede. These people are cowards, in my personal opinion, and you can see that there's a there's a difference between the two. I consider myself more of a Trumplican. I'm not a Republican. I, I, I support the Republican Party because of President Trump and others who think like him and others who are, care about the American dream and who care about American freedom. Where are we as a country? With that, I mean, look, I, I opened up the show talking about, I remember four years, four years of violence against Trump supporters because of politics, assaults, murders, uh, multiple, multiple attempted murders during that four-year time frame. And now I, I hear a lot of talk about peace and unity and healing. Where are we as a country? Whoever's saying peace, unity, and healing, I, I don't know if they're smoking uh, crack rocks with, Joe Bi with Hunter Biden or not, but we are nowhere near peace. This is probably a crescendo of uh, anger that's built up on both sides. You know, if they try to cheat this election, which we see them trying to do, but if they were somehow to be successful, you, you think there's going to be peace in America? I mean, you got to be out of your mind. Th these people have cheated the efforts that people have been endeavoring in for the last four years. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The left has never wanted peace. They still don't want peace today. They just talk and use slogans in order for them to get elected. But at the end of the day, when Republican and conservatives stand up against them, they're not going to be peaceful. They can, I, and I will tell this. I told this to my wife, and she she says that I'm I'm crazy and I'm making this up. But if the president is not reelected, I think they're going to attack the president. They're going to try to put him in jail. They're going to try to indict some of his family members. They don't want peace. These people want war. And I'm not saying we got to give you know, it to them, but I think that that's what they're striving for.
Well, look, I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody could say you're crazy, with all due respect to the missus, because they've they've already jailed Trump supporters. The, 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 this is this stuff has already happened. Trump's forced to pardon them. I, I think you're exactly right. I think there's going to be a great deal of pressure on Joe Biden and the Democrats to go after Trump because what I'm getting is I'm getting a lot of peace talk on the surface and underneath. What I see is them saying a lot of things about punishing Trump supporters, punishing Trump, punishing Trump's family. For some reason, this last four years has got them, it's got them uniquely angry and in a way they haven't been angry before. Yeah, I think, I think there's a legitimate uh, diagnosis called Trump derangement syndrome. I think that's a real thing. I think clinically people need to be evaluated and diagnosed with Trump derangement syndrome. Now, I don't know you know, what the remedy would be. I don't know what medication they need to take. Maybe the red pill. I'm not sure. But but I, I've seen that these people have lost their minds. I mean, people have lost friends, family. I mean, people have told me that they've had friends for 35 years. And all of a sudden, their friend cannot even fathom to even be around them just because they support the president of the United States, who have probably been one of the most uh, effective presidents in our modern day history. They cannot even perceive. They, they think the man is a racist with no evidence, yet they vote for a actual person who can be perceived as a racist given the fact of his background. Joe Biden doing a uh, eulogy of, of uh, Robert Byrd, who was a former Klan's member. I mean, people have lost themselves. And I'll say this last thing, because I'm a, I'm a man of God and I, I believe that God's word is playing out today. I think this is God's way of separating the wheat from the tare. I mean, with the people who are reasonable, the people who are God-fearing, who are hearing from God are on this side, and people who are who hate God, who hate this country, who want destruction and chaos, they're on this side, and I think that it's, it's very clear for us to see it at this point. Brandon, what are we supposed to do as a society, as a public, about these lockdowns? I, for one, I see these business owners out there right now starting to give Gavin Newsom and the mayor of L.A. and these other people and, and Cuomo in New York starting to give them the proverbial middle finger and just opening back up. Do we need that society-wide? A hundred percent. I mean, we need, the, we, need, we need to fight back against this. And I think a lot of these business owners need to take the first step because people like myself, and I go to different businesses and I know the owners of some of these businesses here, I only participate in wearing a mask if I can prevent them from getting their company shut down and, and firing all their employees. But if they were to tell me, you know what, we're not doing that up in here. And I'm like, okay, then that's what we gotta do. We ain't wearing masks, I'm not wearing a mask, I don't care, I'm fighting with you against the government if they come in here and try to do something to your business. I will stand by you, I will support you financially if I can, and those are the things that I think that business owners need to do and citizens need to follow suit. This is a farce. These people are making this up. Gavin Newsom, he's flying to Napa at a restaurant spending $500 on a plate with no mask on. He, he notices fake. And, and, but they sit there and they push it to you because they want your businesses to crash. And the people that they support, they're getting funded, they're getting money. When they leave office, they set up for life. They want you to crash. They want your business to go out. They want to raise minimum wage because they want you to never come back. You know, Walmart can afford that. Mom and pop can't afford $15 an hour after a pandemic. They can't do it. Is that all this is? Is this just a gigantic transfer of wealth to crush small business and help all the big Democrat donors? Is that all it is? is it, I mean, I hate to be too cynical, but I tell you, man, that's what it looks like on paper. In my personal opinion, that's all it is. It's control, and it's for them to, to leverage the money to where they wanted to go. There's a lot of business owners that said these stimulus package they haven't gotten to us. Had to fire all my employees. 
they shut down certain people and then say, oh, Hollywood is exempt. Like, uh, it, it, this can't be real. This, this can't be a, a threatening virus if you're willing to do that. Why are people flying on airplanes, sitting in there like sardines in a can, and, and somehow you can do that, but you can't go shop and social distance and wear a mask in certain companies? You can't work out in a gym and social distance? Like, it, it is a assertive effort by people in power to destroy America and to put citizens in a position where they need the government. They want your immune system to be bad. They want you not to work out. They want you be you to be on the brink of suicide. And for them to try to come in and say, look, the government has your best interest at heart. We are now your God. We are, we are now your daddy. We are now your baby daddy. You don't need, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't need integrity. You don't need morale. Just follow the government and everything is going to be okay. This is what they want to do to America. How do we stop it? How do we stop it? What do we do? We got to fight back. And I think a lot of this shutdown stuff start with the business owners and people who are patrons who go into these establishments, stand by the establishment. Some of the people that are out here in Arizona, you can open carry and you can defend yourself. I, I, I would I would argue that people need to start standing up and defending these small businesses. They need to start standing up and saying, look, I'm not wearing a mask. Good luck. This is a, this is an essential place. That means that you have to be open. I mean, the only place I can go is here and I'm not wearing a mask to go up in here. People need to do it on a mass scale. Therefore, they can't single a few people out. We need to start speaking out. We need to get on, you know, the internet whenever we can, tell our neighbors, talk to people, spread the truth to every, so we can wake people up. We gotta start fighting back. Enough is enough. They're not gonna cheat the election and they're not gonna push some old senile old man in the office so they can control the country through him. It's not gonna happen. We have to start speaking out and standing up. Brandon Tatum, thank you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Christmas lights. We need to have a talk about Christmas lights. Hang on. Christmas lights. The bane of every man's existence during the Christmas season. Every woman wants 90,000 of them hung up on the home, and guys would have maybe a blow-up reindeer out in the yard, if that. However... Some people go all in with the Christmas lights. Some people choose to live off the hard work of others, and those are the people I support. Please enjoy. See you tomorrow. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters.
you need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. who's called Mal Evans. who's was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Banacaram, here to announce a new season of our show, In Retrospect which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four caftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.